0: Welcome to the Boys' Education Series, a resource designed for parents and educators who are raising, teaching, and inspiring boys. Gaining emotional intelligence is a lifelong endeavor, but there are methods that we can practice to help our children understand their feelings. University School Junior Kindergarten to Grade 8 Psychologist and Student Services Department Chair, Erica Evert, shares six ways to help nurture emotional intelligence in your child. This is Foundations for Emotional Intelligence. We have all been there. Our son burst into tears, starts screaming and arguing avoids something they have to do, has trouble going to sleep, is resistant to start something, or does the opposite of what we request. These behaviors all signal to us that our child is experiencing big feelings. As parents, we often encounter these big feelings and corresponding behaviors. Good news! There are many ways you can help a child learn about and understand their feelings and behaviors. Of course, there is no one way that will work for all children. In fact, something that helps a child in one situation might not work in another. Parents need to approach these moments with patience and be ready with several options for how to handle them. Here are six ideas you can draw on when your child is confronted with big feelings, or just regular everyday feelings. By practicing any or all of these tactics, you are guiding your child into a healthy awareness of, and relationship with, their emotions. Number one, remember your child is good inside. When confronted with a behavior that needs to be addressed, it is important to separate your child's identity from their behavior. Clinical psychologist and author Dr. Becky Kennedy discusses this concept in her book, Good Inside, a guide to becoming the parent you want to be. This key assumption can help guide how you handle tough behaviors and big feelings. In difficult moments, Dr. Kennedy shares it can be helpful to use language like, You are a good kid having a hard time. No matter what you do, I know you're good inside. I know things feel tough right now. We will figure it out together. Or, two things are true. You want to drive your friends to the concert, and you are not allowed to drive big groups places. You are allowed to feel disappointed. When you approach tough behavior with this mindset, it allows a space for children to experience their feelings and allows you as the parent to respond with empathy while also holding a boundary if needed. Remembering that your child and you are good inside is a great place to start when facing challenging or extreme emotions. Number two, teach emotional vocabulary. When your son is calm, teach him an expanded emotional vocabulary so he can recognize and label his feelings. Start simply by encouraging more descriptive words beyond the usual answers to, how was your day? Or, how are you feeling? Instead of fine or good, maybe their day was exciting, or they are feeling proud. In other situations where a child might only be able to describe their feelings as mad or sad, help them to think of words that convey a more specific meaning like irritated or discouraged. This helps him communicate his feelings more effectively, which can lead to a greater understanding and empathy between parent and child, resulting in fewer outbursts and difficult behaviors. Dr. Mark Brackett explores labeling and understanding emotions further in his book titled Permission to Feel. In this book, he explores emotional intelligence, which he defines as mental skills that enable us to think smarter, more creatively, and to get better results from ourselves and the people around us. In other words, harnessing the power of all of our emotions rather than squashing or fighting them. Dr. Brackett reminds us that emotions are information and thinking about them as information helps us remove emotion from the process and consider our feelings and the necessary purpose they serve in a new and productive way. He uses the acronym RULER as a way to remember this method of practicing emotional intelligence. RULER stands for Recognizing understanding, labeling, expressing, and regulating. According to Dr. Brackett, recognizing, understanding, and labeling help to accurately identify and decode what we and others are thinking, while expressing and regulating helps us to manage these emotions to achieve desired outcomes. In other words, In order to be able to express and regulate your emotions, your child first has to be able to recognize, understand, and label their emotions. Number three, use a mood meter. In our school, both teachers and boys use the mood meter developed by Dr. Brackett as a tool to assist in recognizing and labeling their emotions and determining how to respond. This chart allows a student to label his emotions across a spectrum as they relate to his current level of pleasantness and energy. The mood meter is broken into four quadrants that range from unpleasant, high energy, red, and to unpleasant, low energy, blue, over to pleasant, low energy, yellow, and pleasant, high energy, green. This chart is full of specific and descriptive words that are very useful when beginning or continuing the ruler practice of recognizing, understanding, and labeling emotions. Our students start their day checking in with the mood meter and answering, how are you feeling? Next to the mood meter are suggestions for how to respond if needed. For example. If a boy identifies as being in the blue, like sad, discouraged, disappointed, or bored, they can talk to a friend or adult, take some deep belly breaths, repeat a positive mantra like, I am safe, I am loved, or get a drink of water. This daily practice helps normalize and teach boys emotional vocabulary. You can find mood meter images online or in app form. One to try is the Mood Meter by the company Emotionally Intelligent Schools. Number four, validate. Validating your child's feelings and experiences helps them to see that they are heard and understood. You can do this by saying things like, I hear you, it's okay to feel, blank, or, I believe you, you feel blank. Even when you may not understand why they feel that way, it is important to remember that all feelings are okay to experience. Feelings are temporary. This may challenge an outdated model of encouraging children to suppress their emotions or to follow strict gender stereotypes. It is okay for a child to feel worried or scared about going to football practice. It is okay to feel disappointed about forgetting homework at home. It is okay to feel stressed and panicked while managing multiple activities. Part of teaching your child how to emotionally regulate may mean approaching things differently than we might have been accustomed to. For example, saying things like, Quick crying, toughen up. Or, Don't worry about it, you'll be fine. Or, don't be scared, there's nothing to be afraid of, is dismissive of your child's feelings. What you are doing in those moments is actually invalidating what they are feeling and experiencing, which can lead to shame and suppressing their emotions, rather than managing and regulating them in a healthy and safe manner. Number five, teach and model how to respond to various emotions. Once your son has recognized his feelings and labeled them, he can then learn to regulate them. This is where working together to generate ideas of coping skills can be helpful. For example, when I am working with a boy and he reports that he is feeling discouraged, I might say something like this. You are feeling discouraged. It makes sense that you are feeling this way. You studied a lot for that test and it did not go well. It's okay to feel discouraged. What are some things you can do to respond to this feeling? We then generate ideas together. I may use, I wonder statements if he needs help and say something like, I wonder if you can talk to a friend or take some deep breaths, or I wonder if you can ask your teacher for help on how to better prepare for the next test. I also encourage parents to express their self-dialogue when they respond to a particular feeling. As we all know, children learn to do as we do before they can learn to do as we say, and they are always watching. Number six, permit children to experience distress. Allowing your child to experience uncomfortable feelings will help to foster your child's ability to tolerate distress. This may be the most important takeaway in helping your child grow to be resilient and emotionally healthy. It is okay to experience unpleasant emotions or feelings. These are normal, and we all encounter these feelings throughout our lives. Feeling uncomfortable feelings and learning to handle them is a crucial part of developing resilience and emotional regulation. In today's world, we can be quick to want to fix our children's problems or make them feel happy. However, your job as a parent is to allow your child to experience uncomfortable feelings so that he can first feel safe in his feelings and then subsequently learn how to productively respond to them. Those were six ideas that you and your family can use to develop a healthy awareness of emotions. To recap, they are remembering your child is good inside, teaching an expanded emotional vocabulary, using a mood meter proactively, validating challenging feelings, modeling healthy responses to all emotions, and letting your child experience and work through uncomfortable feelings. As parents, we want to do what is best and most helpful for our child. When your child has big feelings or difficult behaviors, it can be all too easy to react quickly rather than respond thoughtfully. The next time your child is experiencing a challenging emotion, Remind yourself that feelings are information, they are clues to what is going on, and the resulting behaviors are not the whole story. Take a breath, and take a moment, or three, or as many as you both need. When you are ready, start the conversation. Use detailed words to label your emotions and help your child do the same. Then, be sure to validate these feelings so that your child feels heard and understood. Together, think of ways to manage this emotion. If something has worked in a similar situation in the past, start there. If not, suggest ideas by using I wonder statements to get your child thinking about ways to harness this experience and these emotions to positive effect. Gaining emotional intelligence is a lifelong endeavor, but by practicing these ideas, you and your child can learn to stop emotions from over influencing actions. Learn to take emotions as they come, and do your best in the moment. It won't always work out perfectly, few things do, but it is a skill worth practicing. This has been Foundations for Emotional Intelligence by Erica Evert, junior kindergarten to grade eight school psychologist and student services department chair at university school. Read by Lizzie Lee. The boys education series is a production of university school an all boys independent school for junior kindergarten to grade 12 located in wonderful Northeast Ohio. To hear more podcasts or read other articles by our amazing faculty, visit boyseducation.org.